This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, all my pet friends and pet parents and Hey, anyone else out there listening? Okay, today's show, kind of near and dear to my heart because I love when companies do for dogs that need a little helping hand. I just, it's, it warms my heart more than you know. So I'm really beyond thrilled to share this next guest with you. And we'll be right back right after this short break. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Doggo Suds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo Sud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Doggo Suds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to introduce Henry Eshelman. He's the general manager at Dog for Dog. Welcome, Henry. Well, thank you for having me. Okay. I love your company. I love what Dog for Dog does. Because you're not like a lot of other companies. A lot of companies, and this, you know, this is all cool too. Because I don't want to get hate mail or hate whatever. Because a lot of companies have a product, but they also donate, which is cool. But the whole premise, the whole reason behind, you know, dog for dog was we're gonna whatever we do, we're gonna equal in you know giving back. So how do you do that? You can explain it a lot better than me, I'm sure. Well, it's it's pretty simple, actually. So we do donate a portion of each sale to shelters and to uh, pet charities. I wish I could make it sound longer than that, but it, it's really not any more complicated than that. It comes out of the money that we make selling the dog treats and toys and other products and so forth. And we basically have been going around the country and seeking out different opportunities for giving for different shelter projects. Uh, in particular, that took place when we had the TV show that uh, it was called Save Our Shelter, and it did a makeover of a shelter in each episode. And there's 25 episodes of that show that are airing on uh, Netflix now, or streaming on Netflix now, excuse me. Wow, that's pretty cool. I didn't even know about that. So, so okay, it's called Save Our Shelter, and you would go in and redo the shelters? That's correct. Yes. It's before my time, but that's exactly it was the show essentially was uh, trading spaces for uh, animal shelters. So the producers would go out and pick a shelter, go in, evaluate the shelter as it stood and create a reality episode around each shelter and the makeover that it would get. And then we'd leave a lot of happy dogs and cats and other pets in our wake. That is wonderful. I think that's a great idea. You know what? Maybe you should find another producer and start doing time. this again, you know? Well, we are, actually. So there were two seasons of the show that aired on The CW, and then it got syndicated over time and uh, is on Netflix now. So we are developing 
a third season of the show, I would say possibly between nine months and a year, you'll see it on the air. Okay, I'm excited and I have That's Netflix. That's in TV land. Next episodes are a year away, I would say, to be safe. Okay, so once they're out, you know, the episodes are there and people are listening now and they're thinking, okay, I have to remember in a year, where could they go to find out more information? About the TV show? Yes. Nowhere at the moment. Um, okay. The TV show is just is on Netflix. And when we get the, the deal ready for the next season, we'll let everybody know. Okay. So everybody watch Netflix and it's called Save Our Shelter. Save Our Shelter. Okay. SOS. Okay. Yes. Now that's great. I'm going to watch it. There was it. a number of different, you know, there were, as I said, I think there were 25 episodes in total. And I can, I mean, I can just tell you some of them. They were, I mean, we did it with Angels and Paws. We did it with Wags and Walks. We did it for the Boxer Rescue of Los Angeles. We did it for Lost and Found Dogs. I mean, all different kinds of, uh, of shelters in the U.S. and Canada. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited. I can't wait to watch it because... Well, that's very that, nice. Yes, I can't say. wait. Now, let's talk about some of, you know, I know you that you give back greatly all these different shelters and Dog for Dog has helped dogs in need for years. Yeah. And you also have a couple of unique supporters that are, you know, they're celebrity supporters. They're all very different, but they well, all have a deep yeah. passion for fur kids. So, that is correct. right, if I get it right, so Chelsea Handler, Michael uh -huh. Buble, and his wife, um, my, I hope, my, my apologies, and mess if I mess up her name, Luisiana okay. Lopelotta. Yeah, that's about as well as I pronounce it, okay. so I think you're fine. And Snoop Dogg, which, yes. hey, it's in his name, right? I mean, it just makes, I, I, well, it does, right? It's rather alliterative. Yes. Me. And I think he has been on Pet Life Radio. No, I haven't had the pleasure of interviewing him, but um, he was interviewed, I know, at some fundraisers in Los Angeles. And he has, I know, a true passion for pets. You have no idea. I think he owns some a crazy number of dogs. Well, he's the pet parent, I should say, of a lot right. of dogs, right? Like a lot. Uh, yeah. Well, he is a big fan. Um, How many does he have? I don't know. I'm fresh out of answers for that uh, as to exactly how many dogs he parents. I thought it was some crazy number, like nine or 12 or something like that. Well, that would be, uh, I mean, we have at our home, we had five cats at one time. And people used to joke that that was two more than the legal limit. And that uh, in Los Angeles, you are limited to a certain number of pet parents parenting activities that you can conduct. But we're now back down to four. So we're still over the legal limit. But um, and believe it or not, I don't have a dog of my own. Uh, you'll get one soon. Well, <laughs> when I lived in Los Angeles, I had a neighbor with six cats. Uh -huh. So that's not an unreasonable amount. Well, we have right now my, my crew, there's five cats, but two are outdoors because they're kind of community cats and then two uh -huh. dogs. So that's seven. That's that's a lot of fur kids. For me. That's kind of limit. If I had a big ranch, a humongous ranch, I'd go adopt right. many more, but I don't. Well, we had one cat, Reggie. He lives under the house. He's had every opportunity to live inside with us, but under the house is where he is. So we actually had to fashion a cat door for the crawl space under the house so that it would regulate his movements in and out and prevent raccoons and skunks from following him under there. Because uh, last year we had an experience where, I mean, I'm also 
breaking the law by doing this too. A family of skunks made their home under our house with Reggie and I had to trap them one at a time and perform skunk removal to four babies and one mama skunk one at a time, once a day. I don't know how I was able to catch them. And you didn't get sprayed at all? Oh, they sprayed all right. Yes. So the technique, if you really want to know, I mean, this is a little off the topic, but the technique is to uh, set the have a heart trap made near my hometown in Lidditz, Pennsylvania. And uh, that you can bait with just about anything because skunks aren't all that uh, picky. And you then once you have a skunk, you get a bunch of towels that you think you'll never use again. And you throw them over top of the trap. And then you take that stinking mess, put it in the back of your car, drive it to a remote location and release the skunks there. Wow. And I thought I was adventuresome when I had to trap the two cats that live outside, Sammy and Jethro, because they were always outdoor cats and they're uh-huh. like community. When I trapped Jethro twice, he's the boy cat, <laughs> I trapped a raccoon that was rabid because it was outdoor in the day and it was not usually when they're outdoor in the day, they're not good in good health. <laughs> And then I had to hire a cat trapper to get the mama cat because Sammy was way too smart to fall for that trap. Well, yeah, I was astonished you were able to catch a cat twice in a trap because I can tell you Reggie came to our lives because I used to do and would still do some work for a a group called Kitty Bungalow in, in South Los Angeles. Oh, wait, wait. I had the opportunity of interviewing them. They do such great work. They do. They're TNR people, which I guess is I'm busting out with stuff all over the place. Yeah, which t- is, trap and release. Uh huh. Yeah. So I guess that there's some people who think that's a bad idea. But uh, near our house, we you know we encountered this family of ferals and and we called Kitty Bungalow and they said, oh, we'll just trap them. And what I imagined doing was, okay, so I'm gonna, you're going to give me five traps. There's five cats. So overnight, they're going to organize themselves to each go one at a time into those traps. Um, no. And, uh, <laughs> and then I'll get them all, and then I will neuter them and put them back. So we succeeded in catching the mom and one of the babies. That was Reggie. And and we, uh, we went and got them fixed because they were broken. The mama cat was pregnant again, that little hussy. And uh, anyhow, so we still have the traps in the family. I can tell you, I wish I could trap Reggie because uh, he has something I want, which is balls. I'd like to have those (laughs) so that he doesn't get any, has any children. Anyway, well, we were supposed to be talking about dogs and celebrities. So, yes, we are very happy for the support of those folks in the past. There is a famous episode of Chelsea Handler's show where she and Snoop are backstage and they are smoking pot. It's true. And they're also eating the dog treats. And uh, so they're good enough for them. They're good enough for your dog, which is kind of funny because I come from a feed manufacturing family myself. My dad made animal feed and his dad and so on back to 1842. And my brother Thaddeus used to eat the Eshelman Red Rose dog nuggets. And my father would then go to a sales meeting and say to his customers, if it's good enough for my own family, it's probably good enough for your dog. That's a great way to put it. Well, <laughs> you know, one of the products that you have, because yes. you, I mean, you have a lot. I'm just going to go down the list for everyone that's been listening, saying, what are the products? What are the products already? Probably oh, in my. their head. Well, okay, I'm probably- going to save the best for last, but we're going to go over each one. I know you have a lot of doggy snacks. You have yes, toys, play toys, tugs and all that, we tennis balls. We have a fine selection of toys. There are everything from tennis balls to every kind of squeaky shape you can imagine, whether it be a hippo, a giraffe, a raccoon, a deer, 
etc. So you can get your favorite prey animal represented in a chew toy from us. Then you uh, have apparel I saw for pet parents. Do you have it for pets yet? We do have apparel for pets. I'm looking through the catalog here, and I remember when we started out with this, the designers and licensees showed us some pet outfits, and I don't know if we've begun manufacturing them yet. We have decorative harnesses that have cute little pictures on them of dogs and bones and the kind of thing that pet parents would like. What else? I mean, there's- You have a lot of accessories. You have a lot of um, travel accessories, bed, harness, bowl. Sure. And we have a playpen that I've actually- used on cats before, not really with a lot of success, not to veer the conversation back to cats, but so we do make a very, very nice playpen for dogs. And I took one of those home and uh, another adoption situation we had was to, we adopted Tony with an eye, the cute little girl that we thought was a guy. She was a ginger cat and she has, uh, most gingers are boys, like 90% of them. And uh, we brought her into the home, and when we took her in to get fixed, we were told it was going to cost a little bit more than we'd thought, because the boy cat that we had was actually a pregnant female. Oh, geez. And so she was named after Anthony Bourdain, because he had passed away the weekend before we got Tony. So Tony became Tony with an I. And anyhow, so Tony doesn't really like the other cats in the house. And so one of the familiarization techniques we have used is to uh, put Tony in the dog-for-dog playpen and expose the other cats to her. Well, Tony has learned to turn the playpen on its side and roll it like a hamster ball (laughs) so that she can pursue the other cats with the same amount of diligence that she would if she were outside the playpen. But once again, I don't know, I've got this kind of cat-tropic conversation that we're having whilst talking about dogs. You must know by somehow my other show is Catitude. And oh. so there you go. Well, That's me. On that show and just, we can just talk about, we can tell cat stories. Yeah, we could. Yeah, that's a good idea too. Yeah. Oh, I have many because. The cat for cat isn't far behind. Okay. Oh, Even great. Though. That would be great. Okay. I want to talk about one of your products that yes. on, on Best Bets for Pets, I have had. I've been doing the show since 2010. I've had so many products, but okay. I've never, at least as my memory serves, I've never had a doggy peanut butter. Oh, wow. Well. Ever. And it is great if you want to fake your dog out because I've never <laughs> met a dog that does not like peanut butter. And Mr. Z on my test crew is so picky. You could bring him the best, like, crunchy bone or dental treat. No, he wants jerky. It has to be jerky or, like, he loved your jerky or sausage kinds, all those things. Uh But dental treat, I had to, you know, fake him out. I had to, first of all, he had to make sure his brother Nicky was okay with it. So he sniffed it and he was like, I like it, but I don't know. Is Nicky going to go for it? And... For everyone's listening, and, and so you know, Henry, they're both rescues. One's Havanese, that's Nikki. He's like the warden, we call him. Okay. And then Mr. Z is a rescue, and he's like a 50 pound, um, like flat hair terrier mix, which I thought they made that breed up, but there is a breed flat hair terrier and like border collie and something else. Yes. And there are also flat coated retrievers. It yes. Did, it sounds like, like a joke when I first heard it too. So the Havanese is the alpha. 
Oh, yeah. He he even, it's funny, any of the other fur babes, you know, do something wrong, he barks at them to, like, if the cat jumps up, one of the cats jumps on the dining room table, he'll bark at them to get down. You know, he's like the warden. Right. Well, nobody wants to hear that little Havadis bark, do they? So they, in order to stop it, they <laughs> just do what he says. <laughs> Give them a lot of peanut butter. Or, no, or so, they just behave. I have right. to tell you what I did. So any kind of dental treat, most of the, almost 99% of the time, they sniff and they go, no, we know this is like, doesn't have jerky meats in it. So hey, no. You're faking so, me. You're trying to fake me out. What do you think I am? Stupid? Right. So I faked him out. I put, I said, you guys are going to try something different. And I know they like peanut butter. I haven't given them people peanut butter because there's stuff in there that's not good for dogs. But I put some peanut butter on it. Mr. Z sniffed it and he goes, I don't know. But then Nikki said, yeah, yeah, this is what I want. So he grabbed it. And then I made a second one for Mr. Z and he just took off with it. You know, he always does it. He always waits to see what Nikki's going to do. I, I don't know why, but he just does. But this peanut butter, it smells like people peanut butter. It smells delicious. I, well, I didn't actually it, try it. Is, it, but... it, is, it is people peanut butter, basically. It's human grade. So you can eat it. There's no problem. Okay, but what's the difference between your peanut butter and then the, the people's peanut butter? Because people's peanut butter probably has other stuff in it that's not. Well, good for- I mean, there's only, I mean, there's only four ingredients. There isn't. I mean, let me be honest with you. There's not a whole lot of difference. Um, you know, they, it contains peanuts, flaxseed, vegetable oil, and coconut. Those are the four ingredients, and then the immunity and digestion has a little something else in it and the skin and coat formula has a little something else in it but i mean essentially it's peanut butter optimized well, for dogs so that's uh that's our dirty little secret i suppose yeah but it doesn't have the sugars that other peanut butter has in it and then some no. of the preservatives that you know unless you get maybe healthy peanut butter or something i don't eat i don't eat human peanut butter actually so i wouldn't even know but we're very proud that it has very few ingredients. It's pretty much exactly what you think it might be. Peanut and emulsifier, essentially. Well, I love that it's... Remember, if it's good enough for our family, <laughs> it's good enough for your dog. Yes. I love that it's for dogs. Just because something in my head says it's not that quite this... I would eat it because I, I, I looked at the ingredients. It says, I thought, maybe I wonder if I could eat this. And yeah, there's four ingredients. That's it. Um, right. It has to be refrigerated just like regular peanut butter once you open it. There's an expiration date. So, yeah. But I've never, you know, just seen peanut butter just for dogs. I know and, you're saying it's similar, but still. And it helps dogs in need. So it has everything going for it. Yes. Let's talk about your other snacks. These I couldn't okay. keep the pooches away from. You have all it's these cool. like meat snacks and kebabs and all these great things. Yeah. We have a number of different flavors. So there's a there's essentially a bites range, I would say, which is prime cuts, the kebab bites, bacon sizzlers, meaty bones, dog wraps, and the jerky sticks. So those are all that range, and they're all very meaty. We have uh, little mini treats, training treats that you know that uh, are there's a chicken and a bacon one, and uh, gosh, there's quite a range. Then we have three or four kinds of dental sticks. They look like churros, but they're actually a little harder than that. <laughs> and uh, but they're extruded the same way a churro is, and uh, they have the there's a chlorophyll flavor and a uh, and a chicken flavor. That, that's not really chlorophyll; it's parsley. 
And, you know, dogs do like veg. I've seen dogs love carrots, for example. A carrot's a nice chew toy a dog can consume in its entirety. We had a rescue that we fostered years ago. His name was Buddy. And Buddy used to like lemons. I mean, whole wow. lemons. Wow. And he would chew on a whole lemon until it frayed. And then we'd take it away from him <laughs> and dispose of it. And then he'd be waiting for the next one. So, Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after this message. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back. Right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Henry from Dog for Dog. And this. Hey, everybody. Henry, you have some great stories. I want to know. It's my Spice Girl name. Is Story Spice? Story Spice. Okay. <laughs> what What is your favorite of all the doggy snacks that we just talked about? What's your favorite? I well, mean, I don't know if you eat them I mean, or not. My but... personal favorite, the kind that I like. I'm kind of a bacon sizzlers guy. I love bacon. Bacon is awesome. I know that. I know that. I am conflicted about the fruit of the pig from time to time. But it really does give us a great deal of pleasure here in our society. So I'm going to just say it. I love bacon. So any of the products that we make that are bacon flavored would be my personal favorites. Do you actually eat them? No. <laughs> I mean, I have. I mean, I have for I have for show. I mean, you know. I mean, it's still, it's not people food. I have done it. I have done it as a stunt. Uh, ah, okay. You know, I mean, for example, dog biscuits, you know, are just really, really wheaty. And they're not super flavorful to a human. They're kind of dry and a little tough. But, you know, dogs dogs find them very palatable. But I've, yeah, I've done it before a crowd before, or even just a small group of people. Ah, okay. Well, you know what? I think my dogs have more taste sensors than most dogs or something. They're not so into hard biscuits, but the meaty no. stuff, and they love bacon. The meaty stuff, all them jerky, meaty, anything like that, love. Sure. Go crazy for. Love. Well, it's uh, well, it's good to have them. Can't have it all so- you can't have all soft treats because they really do need to get to grind that tartar off their teeth. And we have some products that do that. We have some dental sticks that kind of look like a toothbrush if a toothbrush were made for a dog that are very good chews for them. Okay, you know how I gave them the dental chews? Because they are, again, it's not meat, and I put in peanut butter. Do you paint the chew with peanut butter? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess, 
kind of, you know, t- yeah. This is the purpose of it, right? It's supposed to be like a doggy toothbrush and and peanut butter, but that's the only way I could get them to eat it. I have a little trick for you. I've just made up a little method here is that you could could take a little olive oil and you could put it into the dog's butter and set some dog's butter aside, add a little extra olive oil to get the dog's butter to a, a less viscous consistency. And then you could use a basting brush to take that dog's butter that's been thinned a little bit and paint a dental stick with it. And okay. then that. So then it would be less, it'd be a little bit more messy, but it would be less peanut well, butter it would, be, it. it would make your dog's butter go a little further. And would also, I think it would completely coat the, uh, well, it's too bad that they don't like the taste of the chew, but uh, I, I Nothing I personal. Can't. It's yeah. any <laughs> chew. All, even... You know, I've done a show where we we had some fancy cookies that look gorgeous, like donuts and everything. And no, once someone gave me a gift like that, it was a whole basket. Nope. Uh Nope. Mr. Z is the pickiest dog I've ever had that I don't understand. He's just so picky. But, you know, peanut butter with the the chew, he loved that. I totally understand. My mother-in-law's dog, we haven't made... Uh, wet and dry mainline dog food yet and that's coming in about six months time so she feeds wally her bichon frise something else but the the thing with wally is is that wally has to be with other people when eating so if she serves it to him in the kitchen forget about it it'll he'll just walk away and she has to be observing him while he does this and then he consumes it with gusto i am fascinated by the idea of people eating pet food I mean, in a funny way, not in a bad way. And I have a little research assignment for you. So before there was... (laughs) Okay. Okay, so before Graydon Carter edited Vanity Fair, he and another guy named Kurt Anderson had a magazine together called Spy Magazine, S-P-Y, like, you know, behind enemy lines. And it was a humor magazine. And uh, they published a taste test of cat food. And they, they ran... I mean, it was so realistic in the way they described the mouthfeel and the graininess and different sorts of consistencies and so forth that I had a hard time believing that somebody didn't actually try it. And uh, I've always been fascinated with the idea of, of this, obviously, since the idea of people eating pet food is extends to my childhood. But I have not been able to find that article out in the world anywhere because I've wanted to cite it when looking at cat and dog food and thinking, hmm, I wonder how that tastes and why does a dog like that and not something else, for example, or a cat, for example. Why do cats like stinky fish? Who knows? Well, supposedly their taste receptors are different than ours and they could taste and smell so much more than we can. But, But if it's so stinky... Right. You think it'd be repulsive, right? Well, then why? Okay, so that brings me to my next question, which is why do they make pet medicine bubblegum flavored? Why they don't do, they make I it didn't even know bacon that. flavored? And oh my God, if you ever have to give antibiotics, like, oh God, they mostly. I, I have, but they don't have, mine have not had flavors. I just, a lot of times the oh. pill that you have to shove down their throat. Yeah, well, I mean, so let's pretend it's amoxicillin or something. But I mean, they, so they hand this stuff over and they say it's bubblegum flavor. I'm like, why? You know, do dogs like bubblegum? No. Dogs like beef or cats like fish. I would certainly consume that that medicine much more 
much more readily if it were uh, flavored. And me too. Would you like bubblegum flavored medicine? No. No. All right. Moving on. Sorry. No. Okay. Uh, This has been so much fun, and I know you have a meeting. No, that's all right. Carry on. I want to let people know we're going to have Henry on for some other shows sometime soon because you are a blast. So, But where can people find – everybody that's listening is like, okay, I love this guy. I love his – I have to buy his products. I have to check him out. Where can people find more? Well, I've got a list in front of me. I was prepared for this question. We are Beals Outlet, Burlington, Century 21, Christmas Tree Shops, Dee Dee's Discounts, Foreman Mills, Gabe's, G. Mason, GMG Sales, Goodies, Gordman's, Home Goods, Luxury Linens, Macy's Backstage, Marshall's, Newton Buying Corp, Palais Royal, Peebles, Petco, Ross Stores, Sierra Trading, Stage, Christmas Tree Shops again. Whoops. That's the Christmas tree shops, TJX Canada, Tuesday morning in Zulily. And starting in about, I want to say three weeks, I'm waiting actually to make sure that the order worked properly today. We're going to start being on Amazon. The first products that we're launching on Amazon are going to be the dog's butter and the uh, dog's treat minis. The chicken and bacon minis are going to be on Amazon in about three weeks. That's okay, our plan. I'll keep my fingers crossed. And I'll what keep, about, do you have a website people can crossed. go to? We do. It is dogfordog.com. It's under a bit of repair at the moment, but it is visible. Our socials are very groovy, Dog for Dog on Instagram and Dog for Dog on Facebook. We have a really nice community of about 180,000 fans and friends on our socials. So please go like us on social media. Henry, thank you so much for coming on Best Bets for Pets and sharing hey, just about everything with us. It's been so much fun. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. Okay, wow. That was a really fun show. So Henry is, I just thought he was very, so charismatic and so funny. And um, hey, it's, it's always nice when you have such a great guest on your show and their products are amazing please check out dog for dog products they're peanut butter i know it's like human peanut butter so you know pretty much but i felt better giving my dog dog for dog peanut butter than i would you know maybe some other brand from the store because it only had hey four ingredients and my dogs loved it so if you have to fake out your pooch with you know something so that they'll eat their toothbrush or you know doggy toothbrush then that's a good idea these now these were the toothbrush chews that i used anyways i'd like to thank everyone listening to best bets for pets thank you so much and i'd like to thank my test crew which was mr z and nikki for trying dog for dog products they love them especially the peanut butter and the doggy snacks they had a blast and the chew the dental chew sticks with a little peanut butter and the other dental sticks they like right by their own so you can go to dogfordog.com and everyone heard henry's list this dog for dog is available shoot just about everywhere and soon on amazon and I'd like to thank, again, everyone out there that's listening. And, um, of course, my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guests sound great. Now, keep listening. We have so many more great, cool, interesting shows coming up. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.